Calice, sis, give it up. You have a fever and are leaking breast milk everywhere, trying to come up with a refutable comeback. Sis spent 12 hours proofreading a message while still completely missing the point. You and whoever wrote this reply for you don't have the intelligence to engage in this not-so-complex discussion. I spoke about it for all of two minutes in an interview, and you responded by calling me unattractive, mentioning my bleaching my skin and telling me to, quote, suck your ass. Immediately proving yourself to be exactly who I thought you were, a bird. Sis, let us not forget that you look like a big toe with a hammernail, without all that contour in your face. You are a very mediocre-looking light-skinned woman with cold, sore scars on the side of your mouth, a coated tongue you love to wag around, and horribly deep-set eyes. For your information, I bleach my skin to do, due to a severe breakout I have from a Depravera shot. Some dark-skinned women have a problem with hyperpigmentation, and it can take years for our scars to fade. Once again, you missed the point. The color of my skin has absolutely nothing to do with this greater discussion surrounding black women's culture and our representation in the media. From what I know, you have always identified as a Latina. You've only recently began to identify as black once you became a part of hip-hop and felt pressured to represent the women you so often called burnt, bald-headed roaches. Even so, it's clear that you have a problem with this newfound proximity to blackness as evidenced by your propensity to turn any and all attempts to engage you in these important cultural discussions into faux sympathetic crybaby rants about how you're just a dumb bitch from the hood who never asked for to be a role model. Reverse psychology will not work here. As a black woman in, in hip-hop, it is imperative that you use your newfound black womanhood responsibility and res responsibly saying things to rolling stone like i don't even use condoms when hiv remains a threat to many minority girls who patronize patronize your music is irresponsible i suggest you leave these cultural conversations alone you don't have the range welcome to the solomon ray podcast i'm your host solomon ray that was again azelia banks Really reading Cardi B. This was in 2018. And listen, points were made. The thing about a good Azealia Banks read is it's always going to hit below the bell. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's always going to cut a little deep and it's not going to be nice. And she, but it's always. <laughs> There's always truth in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it be OD and it's a little unnecessary and it's like, it's harsh, but it's always so true. I think that's why I really kind of identify with her because sometimes our approach is very harsh, but there's the truth within it. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, like I always say, don't just careful of the, the clap back. You know what I'm saying? Like careful of the clap back because once you get us going, bitch, you it's it's not gonna be nice. It's not gonna be nice, bitch. The way she read the fuck out of Belkalis, <laughs> she said, "What did she say?" She said, "Let us not forget that you look like a big toe with a hammer now." Very mediocre, light-skinned woman 
horribly deep-set eyes. Listen, you know what? I'm not going to even get into it. And do you remember when Billy messed up my recording from a few weeks ago? There were some things I was saying about Belle Calise. And listen, I like Belle Calise. I really do. I actually really do like Belle Calise. But some, I'm glad that Billy deleted, you know, my podcast because... What I was saying was not nice to Belcalise. And it really wasn't really about Belcalise. It was really about like how two unattractive people can make really pretty babies. You know what I'm saying? Like when you have like two not really attractive people, when they come together, they've been making some really beautiful babies. You know what I'm saying? So I really wasn't I mean, yes, inadvertently I was throwing Belcalise and what's the what's his name? Offset, onset, one of them things. Offset, I think Offset. I think I was throwing Offset and Belcalise under the... Uh, you know, I was... I didn't, like, go after them. But I was just basically making, like, a blanket statement. Like, two unattractive people can make really pretty babies. You know what I'm saying? Which, I... Listen. Look, when... Listen, okay. When you see somebody who's really fine, and you look at their parents... I mean... I'm, I'm just gonna leave it at that. And I'm not saying Belcalise looks like a big toe with a hammer nail, but I mean, I'll just listen. They made a really, they made two beautiful babies. And so anyway, so let's move on. (laughs) Welcome to the show. Um, Let's get into some reviews, which actually we do have a review this week and I'm going to read it. Where the fuck is it? Um, you can definitely rate and review the podcast on Apple podcast as well as Spotify. And you can actually write a review on Apple podcast. Um, so we have a review from smoking sour says like what I'm writing this review because I see this rating is 4.9 stars. Um, why would anybody leave a review less than five stars? If Solomon ain't your cup of tea, not only do I feel sorry for you, but you just don't need to listen. Go listen to something else. I love listening to his podcast. He's so funny and just a breath of fresh air. I listen to this while I do my cardio and literally forget that I'm even doing cardio. Really feel like I'm just chatting up with my bestie. You know what? Thank you. Because... I've been trying to figure this out since day one after almost two years of doing this damn podcast. I'm really trying to figure out what on earth, what like what is going to possess you to rate this podcast anything less than five stars. And I'm not saying like, oh, it's the best podcast, but it's just like either you like it or you don't. Like there is no in between. You know what I'm saying? It's like how you like it's like you're not rating a movie. You're not rating like it's. You're rating a whole entity, like a whole, like, pocket, like, mm, I'll give it four stars. But why? Why? Four? Just don't rate it. Just go away. Just log off. You know what I'm saying? Get out of here. So, thank you to the girls who rated it five stars. And for the bitches who didn't, count your days. Um, also, I do want to say thank you to everybody who's been reaching out to me this past week about my anxiety and, like, my weird episode with that medication. Um, so I just want to say thank you guys because it was really sweet of you guys being like, bitch, um, you know, take time for yourself and just being caring and like, be like, if you need to take a break from the podcast, it's okay. And so thank you guys so much for just being kind and being sweet. I really appreciate that um, update. So I saw my gym crush 
yesterday. And, you know, like, we walked, I was like, hey. He didn't say hi back. Bitch. Bitch. <laughs> Bitch, he didn't say hi back. He really didn't. And then I saw him again. He still didn't, like, say anything. And I was like, oh, my God. So I hope I I think he really heard the podcast. But if that's the case, then he should have asked for his hundred dollars. Listen, if you're listening, I really do apologize. I really shouldn't have said that, and I really did put my foot in my mouth, and I'm really really sorry. Um, but yeah, he did not say hi, y'all. He was just he looked at me and just looked away, and I was like, oh. <laughs> and the funny thing was, I was like, I didn't really understand until I got home, and I was like, oh shit, he probably listened to the podcast. Yep. Um, so let's see, let's see, let's see. The girl, what happened since last week? I feel so much better. I feel like each day I'm getting better and better. And like my brain is almost getting recalibrated or getting back to normal from being on that horrible medication. Like, bitch, I will say last week I definitely felt better. But like, this is the week where I felt like back to Solomon, like back to like, not even worried about it because, you know, like when, I guess you can call it what, post-traumatic stress disorder or something? Like, you know, like, let's say you, um, like, subconsciously, I was just a nervous. I was like, I just don't want this to come back. Like, I don't want that feeling in my head to come back again. Like that, you know, I don't want my mind to be racing again. So I was kind of also not full-time panic, but I was, like, conscious of, like, I just don't want it to come back like I was like what if you know it could get sparked up again or like I, you know I just was scared like after you've put your body or like your mind through something like that for two weeks and d- having that sort of like scare and just being panicked 24 hours and just being afraid afterwards you're kind of like the aftermath of just like I don't want that shit to happen again so this was the first week where I totally forgot all about that, for real. And I got really, <clears throat> I'm back to, like, myself, I feel. Um, what did I do over, oh, Friday I did a, a sushi cooking class. I went on, like, a little, uh, another date with this one guy I've been kind of dating. But here's the thing. I don't think I'm, I need to be dating anybody. I really don't. Like, there is... I tweeted, I was like, bitch, maybe I'm the problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, bitch, maybe I really am. Um, And then Saturday was my friend's birthday. We went to Governor's Island. I got nice and dark and tan and beautiful. And then we twirled afterwards. Oh, my God. And then later on that night, I met up with my other friends. And then we ended up, he was like, let's go down to Boxers in Chelsea or whatever. Um, so we go, I walk into the section and I see this guy, right? And I was like, okay, I just, I don't know. I just thought like he was really attractive and like totally my type, you know, but I didn't think anything of it because I'm not the type of girl. So like when I'm out and about, I do, I've never like really gone up to people. I've never asked people for their number. I've just not that, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say I'm shy cause I'm not really shy, but like, it's just not in me to go up to people. So anyways, 30 minutes go by and I get like a tap on my shoulder. I turn around and it's him. He's like, oh, like you have really nice tattoos. And so we like was talking and talking and talking. Bitch, we was caked up, booed up. 
you know, cupcaking throughout the whole entire night, bitch. Like, that was basically my nigga. <laughs> like, we was booed up, bitch. And anyways, so we came back to the crib, whatever. And the next day, he had to, like, fly back out or go home or whatever. Because he doesn't live in New York. Um, But we've been talking every day, like, throughout the whole day and stuff. And it's just, I don't know. It's cute. He's, to- like, the funny thing is, if you were to sum up. Wasn't I just saying, like, I mean, I say this all the time, but, like, I really do want, like, I'm very highly, I don't even know where this even stems from, but I'm very highly attracted to, like, a certain type of Mexican man who, I don't know how to put it, like, the way, I don't know. Long story short, I still have no business dating people because... I'm starting to really realize, like, you know what, bitch? You are really toxic, bitch. Like, you are really fucking toxic. And I be really fucking blaming Scorpios all the time, but I feel like maybe Capricorns are pretty toxic. Scorpios get a really bad rap for being toxic, but I feel like Capricorns... I feel like I might be spearheading this movement. I really do. I really, really do. But, um... Then what else did I do? That was really about it. Bitch, I got my little monkeypox um, vaccine on Sunday. So anyways, so we, I went out Saturday, met up with that met that boy or whatever. And then so I was like, okay, the next day I was like, oh, bitch, now you, like, not to be rude, but I was like, oh, you got to leave because I really do have to go at 2 p.m. to the Bronx to get my monkeypox vaccine. And his thing was until like 7.55. So I felt low-key bad being like, oh, you got to go. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like... I don't know what else to tell you. Um, so I got my little monkeypox vaccine, bitch. All the gays was there waiting in line. You know what's funny is, like, somebody was talking about, like, you know how they're really urging a lot of gay people to get this monkeypox vaccine and whatnot? Well, clearly, the girls on Twitter was upset because they were like, y'all making it seem like it's AIDS, and this is like the AIDS epidemic once again. It's stigmatizing the gays, and da-da-da-da-da. This is unfair. Y'all labeling this um, just for the gays, and the gays, and the gays. But when 90% of people who are getting it is gay men, it's gay. Like, am I missing something? Am I missing... Like, I'm not trying to be insensitive, but, like, am I missing something? You know what I'm saying? Like, if, 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 if... If they over here talking about, like, oh, women, you need to get your titties checked for breast cancer. Oh, well, well, it's stigmatizing women. Well, when literally 95% of people who get breast cancer is women, yes, there's men who get breast cancer. But when 95% of women are getting breast cancer, it's literally, for, it's women. Y'all need to reach out to the women. You need to reach out to the girls it's affecting, which is women. So when monkeypox is affecting the gays, bitch, that's who you need to reach out to the gays. Like, am I, like, I just, am I missing something? Well, anybody can get it. Yes, bitch, anybody can fucking get it. But right now, when 90% of the motherfuckers who's getting it is gay, bitch, it's gay. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's gay, girl. So my gay ass got it, bitch. I got my little vaccine, bitch, because let me tell you something. I seen what I, <laughs> what is that Justin Bieber meme? I've seen what I needed to see. <laughs> I've seen what I needed to see. And I do not need to get this motherfucking monkeypox, bitch. The way it is tearing the girls up, aside from it allegedly being, well, not allegedly, but from 
yeah, like, uh, aside from it being incredibly painful for the girls, I'm seeing the scars. Like, it's not even like like a little chick, like a, a, a monkey pox, like a, a chicken pox, like a little small little dot or whatever. It's big ass cystic boulders on motherfuckers' faces. It's not even like, oh, bitch, I got it on my knee. I'm on my ankle or, you know, like, my, you know, somewhere I could cover. Bitches on their fucking face. Like, I, like, it's crazy that the girls is really looking like this. Like, I, aside from that, aside from there being hyperpigmentation afterwards, you're going to probably get a keloid. You're probably going to get scar tissue. You're, bitch, a microneedling pen ain't going to work for them big ass things. It's not. You know what I'm saying? Like, you will be looking crazy for the rest of your life. When it's that deep, when it's that big of a scar, I mean, a big of a, a sore, and it's that deep and that wide, oh, that's leaving a permanent scar, baby. It's being, it's going to leave a permanent scar. And having permanent scars like that all over your face, I would literally probably kill myself. I really, like, it would overwhelm me and be like, I'm never going to be able to combat this. I'm never going to get back my old skin. It's bad enough, like, to get scars. Like, remember when, what's her name? Kim Kardashian fought with Chloe. Oh, no, not Chloe. What's the other girl? Courtney. That was it. And they was fighting in the hallway. And the reason why Kim flipped out was because, um, I don't know if y'all caught it from this the clip but she flipped out because courtney scratched her and it left like a little like a little mark on her and you know as vain as kim kardashian is like she was like bitch a scar like you're gonna scar me for the rest of like you're gonna leave a scar for the rest of my life like that could sp make somebody spiral so bitch needless to say i got my ass up and told the love of my life you gotta go because I gotta go up to the Bronx and get this fucking monkeypox vaccine because they ain't about to have me out here looking crazy. So I showed up, got my little monkeypox vaccine. I'm supposed to go back in four weeks and do it. But um, if you're in New York City and you are a gay bitch, go get your vaccine, child. Just go on and do it. And you don't need to be, you don't need to do your own independent research. You don't need to know what's in the vaccine. Just go, girl. It's just smallpox vaccine has been around for like, what? I can't even do math, bitch. Like, what, 80 years or some shit like that? It's it's an old-ass fucking vaccine, bitch. Just go and get it, bitch. And save yourself and your face. Mm-hmm. Bitch, that shit is... I, that, uh-uh. Like, the funny thing is, like, and this is really no shade, but like, this is really horrible because I shouldn't be saying this because motherfuckers have literally died of COVID. But like, I'm more, I, I would be, I would be, more, this is how vain I am. I would be more, I am more afraid of monkeypox than I am of COVID. I really am, bitch. I really am. Like, I don't want those scars. Like, years ago, like, I would smoke cigarettes. But see, now I'll probably smoke a cigarette if I'm, like, drunk. You know what I'm saying? But, like, not, like, day to day. But there was, like, I would say, like, a few months where I would smoke cigarettes. And then I would stop for, like, six months. And I'd pick it back up for, like, a month. And I would stop for eight months. And I would pick it up for, like, two months. And, you know, clearly 
the girls be like, oh, you're going to get lung cancer. You're going to get brain cancer. You're going to get all the, all the cancers, right? It's going to be fucking up the inside of your body. And I was like, girl, fuck that. Fuck that. I don't really give a fuck what's in the inside of my body. Fuck that. Well, then I was researching and I was like, well, when you smoke cigarettes, it lowers the oxygen levels in your blood. So therefore, your skin is going to be dry. Your skin is going to be wrinkly. It's going to have like a gray scale to it. It's going to make you look aged. It's going to age you because when you have low oxygen in your blood, it just be making you look old and decrepit and looking like the motherfucking crib keeper. I said, bitch, I've, I've heard what I needed to hear. I'm done. Never smoking again. And I gave it up. But if that's who I am, like, you can tell me, like, my health is like, oh, your lungs, you're this shit. Bitch, I don't give a fuck about none of that bullshit. But the minute you be like, oh, bitch, it's going to make you look old and it's going to age you, I'm done. Say less, say less. Cold turkey, we're done. Throw it out. That's me and monkeypox. The girls, the girls are like, oh, you know, it's just, it's, you, it, it's like, um, it's painful. Girl, I don't give a fuck about no pain. Bitch, you're going to have permanent scarring. Bitch, give me that vaccine. Give me the fucking vaccine, bitch. Give me the fucking vaccine. And you know when you hung over, bitch, the next day the last thing you want to do is get into a motherfucking Uber or a tr- or worse, a train and go up to the motherfucking Bronx to get a fucking vaccine. Bitch, if like it's really no shade, but if it was the COVID vaccine or whatever, I would have paid it. I would have paid it dust, bitch. I would have paid it fucking dust. It, I would have looked, I would have been, I would have woke up next to that man. And I would have been like, girl, fuck this COVID vaccine. Let's just hang out for the rest of the day. You know what I'm saying? No. Bitch, not with that monkeypox. I woke up. I set the alarm, honey. I set the motherfucking alarm. Showed it. And got my ass right the fuck up and went on up to the Bronx and stayed in line in that fucking heat and that sun and got shot the fuck up with this motherfucking vaccine. Shit. I don't. I can't have no more. My face has already had enough scars. I don't need no more. I didn't spent 15 years worth of acne scars. I can't do no more. I can't. I can't do no more. I've had it up to here with the scarrings on my motherfucking body. It is time for me to come out of my motherfucking cocoon and be beautiful as a fucking swan, a butterfly, bitch. So, again, if they, if you follow, I don't know, it's called like NYC Health on twitter follow them for like updates and whatnot but also if when they release the vaccines like a you go online you register your appointment if they fill up online you can call them there's a number you can call and you could set up your appointment that's what happened to me because you know the girls just ate up them appointments online but you can call and then they'd be like oh bitch we'll give you an appointment so don't be the World Health Organization announced it as some sh- some serious shit. I don't know what the fuck they announced, bitch. But I don't really give a fuck no more, bitch. I ain't gonna get no motherfucking bunky bucket pox because I got my vaccine and you bitches can look ugly if you want to. I'm not. Um, let's see what are we talking about this week. All right, let's just get on with the show. Moving right along. <laughs> Okay, so I downloaded Peacock, the NBC app or whatever, or like, it, it Peacock, bitch. And um, because American Express offers you like, 
I don't know, like a free subscription or some shit like that, which I didn't even know. So I logged in, got started watching it. I watched the Real Housewives Girls Trip, the season two with XY. So I started watching the first season, but I didn't really, I don't, some of the cast I didn't really care about. But the season two with Dorinda and Brandy and Taylor and Jill and Phaedra and who else, who else? Um fuck uh, oh vicky and tamra though like these are probably without with like the exception of jill because i don't really care about jill and i really kind of don't care about phaedra but the rest of them are like some of my favorite housewives i love them so i was like bitch this is gonna be good and bitch it was so i finished that last night but bitch i also started something else last night and it's called the secrets of playboy and I watched, because afterwards, like, oh, suggested for you, Secrets of Playboy. So I said, ooh, let me just, I've heard about it, but I didn't really look into it. I was just like, you know, like when you be, you see like a little preview of something or like a little ad or something, be like, ooh, I want to watch that. But then you forget about it. You know what I'm saying? So that's what Secrets of Playboy was. So it's like, hey, girl, this is the trailer. You want to watch it? So I clicked the trailer. I said, ooh, this look good, bitch. It had all the things I like in television. It got rapes, murders, sodomy, drugs, um, crime, collusion, suicide, bitch, every, all the fucking things I love in a documentary. Say what you will, as that sounds really horrible that I find enjoyment of that. But I don't, like, it's just all the things I, sex, bitches, you know, like, it's just all the things I love that's just going to get me glued to the tube. So that trailer was looking juicy, bitch. I said, oh, we I'm gonna watch this. Let me, it was already fucking two o'clock at night. I mean, in the late at night, 2 a.m. I'm like, bitch, nah, let me start this shit right the fuck now. Bitch, I looked in that thing, 12 episodes. 12 fucking episodes. I'm over here thinking like, okay, it's going to be four episodes max. Maybe, maybe six. 12, 12 Peacock, 12 episodes. 12 fucking episodes. Y'all know my grievance when it comes to these long ass fucking documentaries. I, I can't do the eight episode documentaries, but 12? This is not even a, it's a series. It's a fucking, it's a, it's a novella. It's a novella. Do six more of these bitches. It's going to be a novella. It's too long, Peacock. That's too damn long. So I went, I was like, you know what, bitch? Let me just, I'll watch it in stride. Like, I'm just going to take my time with it. First episode, divine. It was getting juicy. Second episode got even better. Third episode was kind of like, you know, I feel like third episodes always have like a little slump, you know? But then it got better. it It got better. But needless to say, I only got to episode four. Um, and so basically it's about, I don't really know what the angle is. They're kind of keeping the angle open, you know, and, but it's kind of basically saying like, if Hugh Hefner was still alive, he would have been lumped up with Harvey Weinstein and Bill Cosby and all those other girls, you know, who was getting snatched up during the Me Too movement rightfully so so i was like damn this shit is crazy not half not my nigga half you know what i'm saying like that's you know like that's the homie i feel like in your mind you're like that's the homie 
So I was like, no, not him, not him too. No, y'all taking everybody. So I'm watching it. And basically they were saying like, when the first episode, they're kind of painting it as like, basically if Hef was still like alive, like he would be canceled. And like all these people are coming forward and telling them about like all the atrocities that happened, all the cover-ups, all the rapes, all the everything, right? So, you know, I'll be watching things through a a different lens, bitch. You know, I'll be watching it through a different lens. uh... So my hair's my thing. And I hope I don't offend nobody because I'm really, honestly, I'm not trying to offend you. But it's just like, I can't. I was like, no, Solomon, don't say that. Don't go there. Don't go there. Because maybe, no, see it a different way. See it a different way. But the whole time I kept trying to see it a different way. And I was like, this is just burning my biscuits a little bit. And I was like, no, don't do it, Solomon. But I'm like, you know what? In true Solomon form, like, I have to give y'all my perspective. But before I do, I just have to say, like, I just don't, I mean, I do, I understand why people come late in the game and come forward with these allegations. I get it. I get it. I get it. There's a whole litany of things of reasons why, like, there could have, it could not have been the time. It could have been, you know, people could have been pressured. There was, you know, people's jobs were on the line, blah, 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 blah. But here's my thing. I just feel like a lot of times the girls, and I don't mean like just females. I'm just talking about girls as like general population, like people in general. People be, I've and I've witnessed this. People be in situations and they be have they be they turn a blind eye to a lot of shit, and then it you know they be like all right whatever whatever whatever, but the minute you fire somebody or let them go or cut them off or whatever or disregard them then all of a sudden it's like well let me tell you what really fucking happened and a lot of times i'm like well bitch why didn't you say it back then it's 2022 now like why didn't you why didn't you say in 1973 why didn't you say it then or why didn't you say in 1983 or 1993 or 2003 or 2013 why didn't you say all like you had ample opportunities to say this now you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying like you, you know, you there's a time limit of when you have you have to speak up, but it's just like you wait till the nigga dead. You know what I'm saying? Like I I'm the type of like grimy motherfucker. Like if you did me wrong, I'm gonna make sure you 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 get your wrongdoings while you alive, bitch. I ain't gonna wait for you to be dead, bitch. I'm gonna do it while you are still alive so I can look you in your motherfucking face. I'm grimy like that. So it's like I just didn't get it. Like for instance, there is so in, I might be getting the, the dates mixed up, but I want to say in like the 19, the late 1960s or like the early 1970s, they started doing the Playboy clubs, like the Playboy, yeah, the Playboy clubs. So it was like 44 clubs or whatever throughout the city, I mean, throughout the United States, and it was members only, you pay like a little member fee or whatever, and the waitresses were like called, that's where the Playboy bunnies came through so like they was wearing like the you know you know the iconic playboy bunny outfit with the collar and the cufflinks and a little like leotard with the ears or whatever so those are basically like the waitresses but they were called the playboy bunnies and so then there was like the bunny mother 
And so the bunny mother was, like, basically, like, the manager of, like, the bunnies, like, the, the waitresses. So, like, you know, take care of them, whatever. So this one girl's on there. She's over here talking about, which is so wild to me. So, so one of the Playboy bunny mothers was, like, she's on this show and she's telling, she's like, this is what happened and this is what happened and this is what, let me tell you this story, let me tell you this story. And the whole time I'm like, well, where were you, bitch? Where were you when all this was happening? You know what I'm saying? Like, can we be honest? So, like, there's one story that is wild. So y'all remember, y'all know who Dorn, Dorn, you know who Don Cornelius is? The host of Soul Train? So, Don Cornelius. So basically, he was like, just big pimping back in the 70s, right? Duh, because, like, Soul Train was popping. So he was basically like, I don't know. How could you really describe Don Cornelius right now? Um, I can't even really... Like, what would be the equivalent of a Don Cornelius in today's world? Um, I don't know. I mean, I was... I was, I was like, he reminds me of, like, a Steve Harvey. But, like... Um, anyway, he was just a famous dude who hosted Soul Train. So he was one of the VIP members of the Playboy Club. So he would go or whatever, and all the bunnies knew him, like, whatever. So he told, he asked three of the bunnies to go back to his mansion in L.A., and, you know, we about to have a little party. So the bunnies go missing for three days. Turns out one of them, they are, three of them are locked and tied away, tied up and locked in three different rooms. One of the bunnies gets loose and she calls, not the police, but she calls like the, like the Playboy bunny's mother. Like, you know, and it was like, hey girl, you know, we locked up in here. So they go to Don Cornelius's mansion, get the girls. The girls are all drugged up, tied up and being sodomized and raped with wooden like objects. So it is wild and crazy. Okay. Like it is like horrific. And the whole time she's saying that, telling this story of like, oh yeah, and that's what happened, and that's what happened. I'm like, why didn't you tell authorities? She was like, Don Cornelius, Cornelius was back in the club the next week. Like nothing ever happened. Well, bitch, nothing did happen because you didn't say anything, goofy. You know what I'm saying? Like, if... Bitch, I don't even need to be knowing you. I don't need you. Don't need to work for me or nothing. If I found two bitches, I mean, if I found three bitches was in locked up in somebody's home, being raped and sodomized, I'm not gonna be like, all right, well, I'll see y'all later. Talk to y'all later. Good luck, bitch. I'm picking up the phone and calling the police. Like, this is not. That's not a normal response. Like. You got to do something, girl. Like, you can't just be like, oh, okay. So this bitch is literally on this fucking documentary, like, talking like, oh, this is what happened. And this person was drugged. And this person was raped. And they was over here um, moving the cocaine from one place to another. I'm like, but why? And she on she on, on, on the camera crying, talking about, you know, I just, I just can't believe that happened. Girl, you've had damn near 50-something years to do, like, you just now. It wasn't until, it wasn't until NBC Universal contacted you about a documentary that you wanted to speak of. That is grimy as fuck. That's grimy. That is so fucking grimy. Like, <clears throat> that is so heartbreaking that that happened to those women. And you were just like, all right, well, 
going back to work, y'all. I I mean, I was just dumbfounded. But see, that's how I watch things. Like, I don't be watching television, like, in the sense of, oh, wow, I can't believe that happened. Like, wow, Don Cornelius. It's like, damn, like, why didn't you do nothing? You know what I'm saying? Like, Don Cornelius needs to be six feet under the puff fucking prison. That's really what needs to happen. Soul Train need to be taken off the motherfucking air because of that shit. So it's like, I have a problem with these little expose things because it's like, why didn't you speak up then? Why didn't you say something then, girl? You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like you was sending out a press release. You could definitely walk into the police station and be like, hey, girl, this is what's going on. You can give them a little tip. Something. It wasn't like they was going to be like, the police was going to come back to the Playboy but uh, Playboy Mansion and be like, or Don Cornelius and be like, this bitch over here said blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you can anonymously give tips. This is nothing new. This is not like some new, like, 2022 thing. Like, oh, you weren't able to do this back. Like, you could definitely do that then, girl. So... That's my issue with stuff like that. But then, do y'all remember the girls next door on the E channel, E network, with Holly, Kendra, and I think her name was Bridget or some shit like that? Anyways, so Holly come in episode two talking about some, and I'm trying to be sensitive with what I'm saying, because I'm sure she's really going through it. But Holly... Actually, I don't even know what Holly's grievance was. Really, honestly, I really don't even know what her issue was with Hugh Hefner. Um, But needless to say, she was making like, she was saying like how she, when she was a kid, she would watch, like there was like ads on television where they would um, advertise um, Playboy. And she was like, oh, like these girls are beautiful. And, you know, these girls would jumpstart their career and catapult them into other things. Like, which was true. Like when you think about like Jenny McCarthy, um, she was huge on MTV. When you think about Pamela Anderson, like there's like these girls who started off as Playboy centerfolds and then catapulted their careers into like other shit. So Holly wasn't too far off. Like, yeah, Holly, that's kind of you're on to something. So she was like, all right, cool. So she moves to L.A. And she's, I forgot what's going on. But she was, like, modeling for, like, just random shit. And then one day, like, a photographer was like, hey, girl, um, I'm going to the Playboy Mansion for a party or something like Like, do you want to come? So, of course, she goes. So Holly goes to the Playboy, to all the Playboy Mansion parties for more than a year, solid, back to back to back. And she ain't got on Hef's radar. Hef ain't looking at her. She He ain't worried about that bitch. Like, nothing. And she trying to get in with all the, uh, all the centerfolds. Like, she talking to all the centerfolds, trying to figure out, like, oh, I hear Hef has seven girlfriends. I hear Hef has this. Da, da, da. Hef ain't worried about... Like, she didn't really say that. But, like, basically, she was like, well, I still haven't met Hef, and I still didn't really get to talk to him. If he didn't talk to you... If you was up, up, in, up in his motherfucking house for solid back-to-back parties for over a year, baby, you wasn't that girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying to be rude, but it's like you weren't really that girl. You know, You weren't on his radar. You know what I'm saying? Which is not a bad thing. It just means you could have just been there and drank all the drink and eat all the food and dipped. You know what I'm saying? But she was, like, trying to get in, right? So, boom. 
So long story short, so after like a year of doing so, she kind of got to meet Hef. And then Hef was like, hey, girl, you want to, we're going to the club. So they go to the club. And he walk, he's, he tells her, he's like, hey, girl, you want a qu- Quaalude? And he, she's like, no, I don't want a qu- Quaalude. I don't, I don't do no drugs. So she was like, but then she was like, bitch, I got drunk. So then Hef goes, hey, girl, um, we're all going to go back to the house. You want to come? So she goes. And then afterwards, they're like, we're about to go to hit, um one of a couple of the bunnies or the Playboy Centerfolds was like, girl, we're about to go to Hef's room. You want to come? So she goes. And then so she walks in and so she sees like this big ass giant screen of porn playing and the girls is having sex. And so she was like, then she was like, yeah. And then I just felt like then he started having, then we had sex together and that's not really what I wanted. And da, 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 and I can't believe I had sex and and then all of a sudden, like she became like his girlfriend and um then his main girlfriend. And then she basically just worked her way up. Right. But she was like, I did not want to have sex with him. I never want to have sex with him. So I'm not disputing like the fact that like she didn't want to have sex with that old man. But this is the thing I'm not connecting with. Okay. And this is this is what I'm saying. I'd be watching these things through a different lens. Like I'd be like I'd be peeping it. Like when she was like earlier on in episode two, she was like, Oh, when I was a kid, I used to like look at these commercials and realize like, oh, all these girls, like Pamela Anderson had, you know, acting careers and stuff. So I kept that in the I said, So this is what the motive is. Which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that being your motive. If you're gonna fuck a nigga and get something out of it, there's nothing wrong. I don't think that there's anything absolutely wrong with it. I don't. But, like, don't fuck the nigga, get something out of it, and then afterwards be like, yeah, I didn't really want to do that. You didn't? You didn't You didn't want to do that? Because it seemed, like, contrary to what you're saying, like, I'm looking at your actions, and it actually, it actually is in alignment with what you wanted to do. Like, you actually, it looks like you wanted to do that based off of your actions. It seems like that's actually what you wanted to do. So you mean to tell me you go to this, you go to the Playboy, bitch, it wasn't like you going to fucking Barney and Friends, you know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't like you was going to, like, the Magic School Bus, or, bitch, you was going to the Playboy Mansion. You know good and goddamn well with the reputation they, they had in the 2000s of what the motherfucking Playboy Mansion was. By that time, it had 30-something years to really solidify the reputa- repu- reputation of what the Playboy Mansion was all about. So you mean to tell me you go there? First off, you are on set and the photographer's like, oh, we're going to go to the Playboy Mansion. You want to come? You could have been like, oh, girl, I'm going to go home. But no, you went, which is nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with going. Bitch, I would have went too. So you mean to tell me you go to these parties for a whole solid year? And... I'm going to just take a wild guess and I'm just going to assume and I've never been to the Playboy Mansion. I don't know what it's like there. But I'm going to assume there is some some shit going on. If I've been there, if I go there one day, I may not see too much. But if I go there for a solid year, 
I'm sure you saw some things going down. I'm sure you saw bitches getting fucked. I'm sure you saw niggas getting their dick sucked. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure you saw a lot of wild and crazy stuff. Fun. Seems delightful. Love that for us. You know what I'm saying? Love, 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 love. But I'm sure that's what was going down. Like, I'm not... My mom, I did not slide out of my mom's vagina yesterday and then she just cut the umbilical cord. I wasn't born yesterday. So it's you're, it's going to be very hard for me, for you to convince me that you was in these parties and it was just, you know, y'all was drinking fucking Shirley Temples and um, fucking eating cucumber sandwiches. You know what I'm saying? So all that aside, let's say, let's say, let's put that all aside. So then you finally get in good, not really get in good, but like Hef finally notices you. And then you kind of see your end. You're like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to just, I'm going to go. She was like, you want to go to the club? So you go to the club. Okay. Cool. You go to the club. Nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong. When a motherfucker invites you to the club and you dr- trying to drink up all their juice, okay, and spend all their money. Nothing wrong with it. So you go to the club and he asks you, like, you want a quaalude, which that should be kind of red flag number one. I don't really think the, the parties was red flags. I don't even think Hef inviting you to the club is a red flag. But if he pulls you aside and he's like, hey, girl. Would you like a Quaalude? That, I mean, it's not on, a, like, on the alert scale of 1 to 10. Like, like 10 being you in danger, girl, and 1 being like, oh, girl, you're safe. You know what I'm saying? I will put it on a scale of 1 to 10. I would say, honestly, I would say number 4. Because it's not really unusual to be in a club and somebody asking you, you want some drugs. It's not unusual. But you, got, but you know they're on some different type of time. You know what I'm saying? At that point, you know they on some different type of time. All right. So, boom. Nothing wrong. So, at right now, on a scale of one being you're okay, you're safe, and ten, you and Molly, you in danger, girl. You, We had a four. Okay? So, we had a four. So, then, Hef says, hey, we about to go to the club. We about to leave. We about to go to the club. I mean, we about to go to the house. All right, nothing wrong with it, but it's now it's good. It's it's encroaching a number five. Okay, so we kind of in the middle of Molly, you and Danger Girl. So now it's still, but that, but that also, there's nothing wrong with that. What do people do when they high and drunk and they want to leave the club? They go to the after hours or they go to somebody's house. Nothing, nothing unusual, nothing unusual, but you know what type of time they on. Okay. And I mean, if if anybody if your mama didn't tell you anything that happened after midnight ain't too much good, but you know what? I'm not even shaming it because bitch, I be going to the after hours too, so it ain't even. It's like I'm not even trying to judge you on that. But here's where it gets a little tricky. So now we at the Playboy, you at the mansion. It's like two a.m. or so. Everybody drunk and everybody high. You drunk too, and. All of a sudden, some of the girls was going up to Hef's bedroom. We're going to go to Hef's bedroom. Now, it's no longer a five. Now, we're at a solid eight. Now, we're at a solid eight. We're at a solid eight now. We're at a solid eight. Now, it's almost Molly, you're in danger, girl. We're at a solid eight. I don't know what world some of y'all live in. 
But I just want to let you know, and I just want to be very clear, because I feel, because I there's a lot of women who listen to this, and y'all ain't dumb. I know it, because otherwise we wouldn't be friends, and we wouldn't be, you know, y'all wouldn't be listening to this motherfucking podcast. But let me tell you something. And I want this to be very clear. Niggas with money is getting fucked. Period. They always gonna get fucked. Period. By any means necessary. It don't... Now, don't... Not like men who are handsome, they gonna get fucked too. But you wonder who's gonna get fucked first? Men with money. Men with money and power will always be the first ones. By any means necessary. It don't matter how old they are, how ugly they are. It don't matter about shit else. Money and power. Men with money and power gonna get fucked. Period. And so... Here's Hef, who got money and power and access and resources and actually is holding your dreams of being the centerfold in his hands. So he's holding what you want. So it's already a number eight. So you go up to the, go upstairs, you go into the bedroom. Like, I mean, I'm not trying to be an, like insensitive, but it's also like, what do you think when somebody leaves the club Everybody's drunk and high. It's a bunch of bitches and one nigga. And y'all and, and, and the bitches is going to the nigga's room. And it's like 2 a.m. What do you think you're what's, what do you think is gonna happen, girl? I would literally I mean, I'm not trying to be rude, but I would love to know like what what do you think is really happening? What do you really think is about to happen? What do you think they're about to do? Play Nintendo? Yahtzee? Uno? Monopoly? No. They about to get into some fucking... That's it. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What did you think they're about to do? Karaoke? What do you think is about to happen in this bedroom? At the Playboy Mansion. And Hugh Hefner's bedroom. At 2 a.m. While everybody's high and drunk. And it's just Bitches. And only one nigga. What do you think? Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, it don't matter if you was born and raised in the middle of America. And like, I'm just a, a, a country girl. I have no idea what's going on in the big city. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. We ain't running that excuse. Okay. You know good and goddamn well what the fuck is about to happen. But even then, let's just disregard all of that. You walk in and you see bitches butt-ass, booty-ass, booty-hole-ass naked. And you see porn on a big, giant screen playing in the bedroom. And I'm sure the, the lights is low, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Now we're no longer at an 8. We are in a solid 10. Molly, you in danger, girl. What do you think is really about to happen, Holly? What do you think is about to happen, girl? What do you think he wants? Sit down and have a conversation about your hopes and dreams. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, like, I, and I'm not trying to, like, disregard the fact that men can be predators and, and manipulate shit and, you know, work. Like, I'm sure it was a lot of work to get all them bitches back to the house. Like, you know, it's like a process. You know what I'm saying? It's not like just you snap your fingers and all of a sudden the bitches in your bed. It's a, it's a progress. You know, I get it. 
it's a grooming. I get it. But at some point, you have to be like, bitch, this ain't for me. I got, I should have, I need to go home. When you was in the club and you saw all them bitches, and you know what I'm saying? It probably wasn't like girls just sitting at the club. I mean, sitting at the table, like, you know, just twiddling their thumbs. You know what I'm saying? Like, the girls was probably getting turned. You know what I'm saying? Half was over here probably bricked up. <laughs> Half was over here probably bricked up, bitch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> At that point, when he said, bitch, we about to go back to the back to the house. We about to go to the telly. When he said he about to go back to the house, like, you should have been like, you know what? If you didn't want to fuck the man, that's the, the, here's the thing. If you didn't really want to fuck the man, that was your opportunity to be like, you know what, girl? It's okay. I'll see you at the next party. Have a good night, ladies. If you did not want to have sex with that man. So, it's just like, and then she's like, she's like, oh, you know, um, this would happen like once a week. Once a week? It's like, girl, you just digging yourself a whole new hole because it's like once a week. This happened once a week. So on what week did on what week, Holly, did you realize like, oh girl, I need to get out of here? On what week did you realize Molly, you in danger, girl? Was it week one? Clearly not. But he she was like, oh, after a few years. Okay, so how many weeks is it in a year? <laughs> I'm just in the whole, I'm watching this the whole time. Like, this is crazy. This is really fucking crazy. And it was kind of annoying me because she was using like, she was like, you know, like now, like, you know, like the little buzzwords, like she was like, he was gaslighting me and Stockholm syndrome and all the, like all them little buzzwords, which is like, they're still, he was like, he was love bombing us. And like, I was like, first off, girl, you spent too much time on Twitter which is nice because those are actual, like, real things. Like, gaslighting is real. Love bombing is real. Stockholm Syndrome is real. You know what I'm saying? It's all, but, like, bitch, in under two sentences, you said all three. Which I'm not saying, it doesn't negate your story. It doesn't negate what you you're, you feel. It doesn't. But it's just, like, like, it's going to be very hard for me to believe this. After you became his head girlfriend, then you turned it into a, a TV show. And then from a TV show, you had a Vegas review or like a Vegas residency. And then from that, you had books. So, and then she was like, and then I led a, 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 a nice life afterwards. I got all the things I wanted. I was married with kids and da 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 And I'm like, so you did it right. You know what I'm saying? You did it right, girl. You did it the fuck right. You did what you needed to do. You're not like, I didn't see anything. Like, if if for you to get your television, two television shows, a Vegas residency, and a book deal, you did, like, and all you had to do was just fuck this old nigga. You did it right. Like, I don't view stuff like that as, like, um, horrible for women or men to do. Like, if that's what you need to do to get to where you need to go, if that is an easier path and you're able to handle it, do it. So, but it's like, she over here, I didn't really, just crying on fucking television. And I'm just like, what are we, what actually are we crying about? Because I feel like the end result was pretty spectacular. And like, nowhere, like, you knew 
like, how can I put this? If Hugh Hefner, okay. If Hugh Hefner did not have money, did not have access, did not have his resources, didn't have all the things that you wanted, that you came out to LA to obtain, if he didn't have that, you would have never been going back and forth over a year to the to his house. You would have never went to the club with him. You would have never went upstairs to his bedroom and you would have never had sex with him if he was ugly and didn't have money. It just would have never happened. And you're, you can never convince me otherwise. It just would never happen. But it did happen because he had all the things that you wanted. And there's nothing wrong with doing it to get it. But what's crazy is like years later when a motherfucker died, then it's all of a sudden it's like, oh, they gaslit me and, you know, it was horrible and, you know, he was a predator and da Okay, sure. I agree. That's That's definitely true. But it's like, how can I put it? You mean, okay, just for all transparency, like, I've done mad shit. Well, not that much, but I've done, like, some stuff to get by. Like, I've entertained people to get what I wanted. I've seen an opportunity that I want. I was like, okay, this is the man that I need to talk to. Or this is the person I need to get close to. And so it was like, I've done things that I'm not ashamed of, but I'm definitely not proud of, to just get to the next step, to get to obtain the next thing. Yeah, I'm not, like, super proud of it or might not love the fact that that's what I did. But I'm not going to, like, years later after I've obtained the things that I wanted and flip that into the, um, a career or whatever else I wanted to obtain. I'm not going to look back and be like, I can't believe he did that. No, I was actively, I was doing it. We was playing both of each other, bitch. We was playing both of each other's pockets. Both of us. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's always going to be a give and take. Like, he going to want something and you going to want something. You got what you wanted and he got what he wanted. You know, and that doesn't that doesn't negate the fact that he was a predator, of course. But still, like, it's just like, Holly, let's get real, girl. Like, let's get real. You know what I'm saying? And it's just always interesting when, like, the girl. Oh, and then she was like, I wrote the book because this is what really kills me. I was like, I wrote the book because it was just for my way of, like, therapy and get, getting through it to write down how I felt. Bitch, we, you didn't write down how you felt. It wasn't no fucking diary. It wasn't no, like, today I feel a little blue. It wasn't none of that, girl. Like, it was not <laughs> It was not a fucking Judy Blue mo- mo- novel, bitch. You know what I'm saying? It was a tell-all. It was a tell-all book. Okay, that you shopped around with a... Li- so let me just... For y'all that don't know, you have to get a literary agent, okay? First off, you have to, like, find a literary agent, and they have to actually believe in you and want to work for you because they're not getting paid until they actually sell the book to a publisher. So you had to find and sought after, seek after a fucking literary agent and shop a book idea around. If you didn't already have the manuscript, which, I mean, I'm not trying to throw Holly under the bus, but I'm sure she doesn't have a fully written manuscript. Come on, let's let, let's get real, Holly. You mean to tell me you wrote the whole manuscript and, and shopped it around? Get out of here. You wrote, you had the idea of a tell-all, which I don't know. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm just like, let's be honest. You didn't sit down at your fucking typewriter, girl, like ghostwriter, and then start writing a fucking manuscript. It, it, like, 
you didn't have a manuscript and shop, shopped it around. No. What happened was, more than likely what happened was, you had an idea of a tell-all book, book. You found the right literary agent to actually shop the idea around. I'm sure you had a multiple offers because it's a tell-all from the, like, it's a hot topic. You saw how much, you probably went with the one who gave you the most advanced money up front. And you probably also hired like a ghostwriter to help you write the, the, the book because I'm sure you didn't, like, again, I'm sure you didn't write the manuscript. So, save me the I was writing my feelings down it was like therapy for me girl yeah see I feel like these little things these like tell all like these fucking expose documentaries work for the general public people who don't work in entertainment or understand the realms of some of this shit where they'll really be like oh my god she really wrote that as therapy like she was probably it was very probably therapeutic for her bitch get out of here <laughs> I like saying that shit to people like me, people who understand how these things work. That's not how it worked, girl. You didn't, you did not just write in your diary, a diary, and then all of a sudden you, I don't know, was sitting next to somebody at at a bar, and they're like, "Hey, what do you do?" Oh, I'm I, I'm just I was writing some stuff in my book earlier today about my feelings. Oh, really? Wow, I'm uh, actually a I'm actually a publisher. I'm actually a publisher. Let's publish her. Like, that's not how it worked. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that didn't, ha- that, that didn't happen. That did not happen. You shopped it around with a literary agent because you yourself could not really shop it around. Not at that time. Now things are a little bit different. But then 20 years ago, the reason why I know this is because I actually had a literary agent myself shopping around a book, which I'm so glad I did not write and did not come out with. Thank God. But um, I get it. That's how it went. That's how it happened. So, listen, y'all can watch it. It's called, what is it called? Secrets of Playboy. Listen, again, I'm only on episode four, so it might get more gruesome, and it might really be, I might have to put my foot in my mouth come next week. You know what I'm saying? But as of right now, I'm not, like, there was this play, and this is really heartbreaking. There was this Playboy bunny at one of the Playboy clubs. She was the first African-American Playboy bunny, which they were, which I kind of like the way they're narrating this documentary because it's not so one-sided. They also have some of Hefner Q's friends and some of, you know, people who don't like him. Um, so you kind of can form your own opinion. But um, which one thing that is very true is Hef did have like these clubs and it was at a time when segregation and Jim Crow laws were at a motherfucking up the wazoo. So he would hire like everybody black women white women whatever and then he would also have like oh and then also they would have like document not documentaries but articles that james baldwin would write or malcolm x and just very i don't know he was just very pro desegregation which doesn't excuse the fact that he could be a predator you know doesn't that doesn't mean anything it was just like okay cool thanks great but anyway so she was like the first black playboy bunny so Oh, this is, hold on. Let me just, let me, let me, before I get into this, back to the playboy, I mean, the, the bunny mother, she was like, there was girls who would leave the club and get attacked on their way to the car. And she said, I would walk up to one of the bouncers and not the bouncers, like one of the barbacks or whatever, and be like, can you please walk them? Oh, she was like, do you mind walking them to their car? And she was like, and he would blatantly say, no. Let me tell you something. Hold on. Let me sip this coffee real quick. Okay. 
this is this is really why I can't watch these things because I'd be like annoyed. So you're one of the GMs of the whole establishment. And granted, you're a female. And I'm sure nobody took you seriously back then, as I'm sure they don't take females right now seriously. But still, you're a GM, okay, of the whole establishment. You mean to tell me you can't take somebody as low as a bar back? Not as low. I'm not trying to, like, be shady, but, like, on, you know, the totem pole of, you know, the hierarchy of this whole establishment. If you're his manager, you can't make him be like, walk this lady to her car. Put that down. Walk her to her car. You asked him. And then he said no. And you took that and ran with it. You know what you should have did? You should have then went to somebody else and be like, no, walk this lady to her car. There is no fucking reason why women who work in these establishments where it's basically to sexually entice men. And here you are in this costume, this get up. You know what I'm saying? And there's a no touching rule. And, you know, part of the job is flirting and and just, you know, being um, very coquettish and just, you know, very that girl. Anytime women are in those situations, you have to make sure the bouncer, the bartender, um, somebody walks her to her fucking car. You know what I'm saying? So you part of the problem too, ma. You part of the problem, too. You over here talking about Hugh Hefner is the problem. Bitch, Hugh was... You think Hugh Hefner was over here worried about her getting walked to her car when he... You know, it's it's 22, 42, or what it was, 22 or 42, I don't can't remember. Clubs around the United States, a magazine, a television show, um, merchandise, and all this other shit he gotta be worried about. Plus, he over here fucking bitches on the side. You think he over here worried about, like, making sure one girl gets walked to her car? No, that is that's the reason why you're put in place. That's the reason why you're the manager. You're supposed to do that. You're part of the problem, too. So she over here crying on this fucking television talking about, it was just how, no, don't be blaming it on Hef. Blame that shit on you, ma. When that man, when that bar back said, no, I'm not doing it, what you should have did is you should have fired his ass. And then once you fired him, then you should have walked over to the bartender, a security person, some other man, and been like, all right, so hold on, baby girl. Stay right there with your stuff. Stay right here. I'm going to get you somebody to walk you to your car. Then you go get somebody to make sure she gets walked to her car so that she's safe and she can come back to work the next day because you still need her to make this money, make this bread. That's how it work. You know, like, you're not, like, it. it's like the girls be in these feelings and I just be like, no, like, that's not how it works. Like, just... Like, save me your tears. You part of the problem. So anyway, so this one... I'm over here telling y'all the whole damn documentary, bitch. I'm only on episode four. So one of the women, she was like... um, She was getting walked to her car. I can't really remember what happened. She was the first black bunny. Anyways, long story short, she... I forgot what happened. But long story short, she was raped. And so... Um, what, what happened? They ended up, um, she was like, oh, this is kind of, this is why I'm saying like, it's not one-sided. So when she was being interviewed, the lady, she was like, I went back to the, to the Playboy Club or whatever. And everybody believed me. Everybody, you know, 
the management believed me. Everybody had my back when it came to, you know, filing report, like all this stuff. Like they all had my back. Like, so, I mean, but she was kind of like, you know what, that's, and in a roundabout way, she didn't say like that was kind of like the name of the game because that's horrible. But she was like, that is the reality of when you work in these environments, like, that could happen, which is why I have to go back to make sure the girls get walked to their car. Like, there has to be certain type of, you know, pro- which there is now. Like, you know, like when I've had friends of mine who worked in strip clubs and they would be like, Solomon, pick me up. So I would just because I'm, I'm always up late at night. So I'd make sure like I would just drive. And then there's like certain things like then security walks them to the car. And like there's, you know, that's just kind of. That's what happens now. So I don't know why it wasn't happening back then. But all I do know is don't get up on on the NBC Universal production team talking about some crying, talking about it's Hugh Hefner's fault. How is it Hugh Hefner's fault? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure you could, it's, you know, it all falls under him because that's his business and that's, you know, but it's also like you, he hired you as management. So you should have been a manager and you should have been like, all right, you said no, you're not going to walk her. All right, well, you're fired. Clock out. And let me go find somebody else. Like, whatever. So if y'all want to watch it, it's called The Secrets of Playboy. Like I said, it's really good. Um, It is 12 hours, so I don't know if I really want to deal with no 12 hour this shit. I might give it like two more episodes. I might call it a wrap. Um, But yeah, that's really about it. So moving right along. A smooth operator, I'm a smooth operator. A smooth operator, I'm a smooth operator. operator. Alright, so now on to listener letters. If you have a if you want to write into the show, call I mean call, bitch. 1900. If you want to write into the show, email salt wait, what is it? Ask at the Solomon Ray Podcast.com. And I might include it into the show. So this week we have a letter and it says, hi, Solomon, it's 3 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and I need your help. (laughs) I love, hold on, side note, I love the fact that it's 3 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Like, like 3 a.m., doesn't matter where you are, like if it's Eastern Pacific, like 3 a.m. to you is always going to be 3 a.m. to you. <laughs> like, but I get it because that's how I write things too. I'm like, it's 3 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And then sometimes I'd be like, wait, why did I include that? Like, like 3 a.m. to me, if it's from my perspective, 3 a.m. is always going to be 3 a.m. It doesn't matter where, you know? So anyway, she's like, it's 3 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. I need your help. Let me start off saying I am an OG Snapchat girl from way back when. I've been watching you since before quarantine. Remember when your neighbors were having the cocaine corner? bitch cocaine corner okay so let's get into it i was with this very toxic man we were always fighting breaking shit just real damn just real messy but the sex was divine i finally put an end to that relationship because clearly we weren't good for one another i got to the point where an incident happened and we both could have lost our jobs okay so boom Fast forward to now, I finally found a man that treats me like a queen, but there's a catch. When I tell you he has a shrimp dick, that's just giving him too much credit. Since I discovered this baby penis of his, I don't really disrespect him anymore. Listen, I know it's... (laughs) This is wild. 
not since I discovered this baby penis of his. I don't really res oh, I don't really respect him anymore. Okay. Listen, I know it sounds crazy, but hear me out. Being with little dick really makes me miss the toxic dude, even though it was a tumultuous relationship. Why am I like this? Am I really trash or is this a common thing that happens? You can't find a decent person with a decent dick these days. I need to start proofreading these these emails so I can stop I can read them without laughing halfway through. Not you can't find a decent per person with a decent dick these days. Please tell me if <laughs> that is such a funny statement. Like you can't find a decent person with a decent dick these days. Like like all of a sudden like through like like <laughs> natural selection it's like oh you know just eventually like decent people with decent dicks just started to be weeded out. <laughs> Not evolution. You can't find a decent person with a decent dick these days. Please tell me if you've experienced similar situations. In all honesty, I want a sustainable, healthy relationship as well as bomb sex. Do I end it with shrimp dick and see if I can grow to tolerate the bad sex? Please help. Sincerely, sexually frustrated Virgo. Well, you know what's crazy? There is this thing. There is actually, it's like a real thing. It's called micro penises. They have a festival in Brooklyn like every other year or something where like people show off their micro penises. Mm -hmm. Yep. Was I just talking last week about how like I need to stop penis shaming guys because you can't. Yeah, I was. You can't really change your penis size. But there are. Okay. Some of the girls got some of the girls got micro penises. They really do. So maybe he has a micro penis. Which. Listen, I've come across a few micro penises in my life and when i tell you they are they are like world wonders they are really like it i am always in awe because whenever i encounter them when i so a micro penis is literally a penis is that like is one inch or smaller erect no it's a micro penis the thing about micro penises is like Sometimes they'd be like, oh, yeah, I have, like, um, three kids. And the whole time I'm thinking, like, how the fuck you got a micropenis and got, and procreated? And I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not trying to, like, be nasty or nothing. Like, I just really be trying to wonder, like, how? How? Because it's not going to get past the pussy lips. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to, like, be graphic. But it's like, if you got one inch, you know what I'm saying? Once you put body to body, like... Body-to-body -body contact, you know what I'm saying? Like, bellies and, you know, all that other shit, legs. And, like, it's going to be, it's going to get into vagina. But, like, it's not going to, you know, like, it, I mean, I guess, clearly, there is a way. But, child, I be looking at, I'm like, how, how do you procreate? And how, like, that is wild. Like, baby, honestly, it's really like a click. Like, it's really a fucking click. Like, it's a little clear. And honestly, so, this, I, I've learned this, but, like, basically, the clit is an ungrown penis. You know what I'm saying? Like, basically, we're all, like, females, basically. And I think it's when the Y chromosome, bitch, I don't know, I'm not a scientist, bitch. But it's basically, like, it starts off with a clit. But then when you turn into a boy or something like that, bitch, I don't know, <laughs> Bitch, I don't know science, but it's something like this. No, y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about because it's really true. Like it's like a really, it's like a thing. I don't really have time to look this up right now, but it's basically like, it's a clip, but like, 
when it turns when you start turning into a boy it grows into a penis in the womb not like when you get older but like in the womb so um yeah so it's basically like yeah so when they do like the trans trans stuff like they be turning penises back into clits because basically it started off as a clit anyways um uh, some of them things be looking like giant like trans clits bitch you know like this is getting very graphic i don't even know why i'm talking about this like wow solomon you are just a fucking menace but like the trans man okay so the the born female transition into man that's it so they cut their titty off and but they still have a vagina right but then when they be taking the testosterone and stuff they clit be growing bitch it be looking like like a little micro penis it's I mean, I shouldn't say anything, but, like, it just looks like a micropenis. So, anyway, so, yes, the girls, we have a micropenises, but I don't know how to do I don't know really advice to, to give you, girl, besides cheat, because clearly that if you like this man and he got a small dick, but he's nice and stuff like that, it's not going to sustain you. It's not. But trust me, it's not. If something's going to break along the line, so, like, unless you want it to break along the lines and uh, later on down the road... You're going to have to cheat. You're going to have to find you a little side piece, bitch. That's on, or either break up with him. Those are, I honestly, honestly, I feel like those are your two options. Break up with him or find you a little side piece. You know what I'm saying? Because I could, I could literally be in a relationship with someone who treats me well and like everything, everything is great, but the sex. I really can't because I can find sex somewhere else. I'm also gay. So like, that's also how gay men, we, we be acting. I can have everything perfect with you, but if the sex is boo-boo, I'll go, I'll just go anywhere else, bitch, and find it. You know what I'm saying? I'll just, that's the, that, that to me is the easier thing. Finding someone you have a connection with, who you love and all this other bullshit, that is the harder thing to find. So once you already found it, girl, just find you some side dick, girl, and just find your happy. But I will tell you one thing. Now, this is something crazy. So there is this Mexican. No, well, he was okay. So he said he was Puerto Rican, but I was like, girl, you Mexican. But like, he was like, he did. The more I'm thinking about it, like, he do kind of give off Puerto Rican. But I really be thinking he Mexican, but I used to like tease him because they'd be like, bitch, you Mexican because you know, Puerto Ricans don't like to be called Mexican. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know why. I mean, of course I know why, because duh, because you're not. <laughs> um, so I used to just tease him, like, bitch, you Mexican. So anyways, so there was this dude, and I was just fucking him for a while, but he had, like, it wasn't a micro penis, but I would say his dick was like, like, hold on, like maybe, maybe four inches. And he used to always send me, like, pictures of him his dick and stuff like that and i used to be playing him like oh my god yes you know just like like gassing him right back on mine i'd be laughing like this is small ass little ass dick you know like fuck out of here like how dare you like how you got the fucking balls or actually you don't but like how the fuck you got balls to take pictures of this small ass bullshit but see listen he had a beautiful, like, now he's dead. Like, he had, he has a beautiful face. Like, totally my type. Just everything about him, like, everything about him, I was just in love with. And he was, like, toxic and whatnot. But it's like, I'm toxic, too. So it's like, so it's like, but he has a small-ass dick. 
And I don't know why, but I was really in love with this man. I'm still in love with this man, honestly. Like, if he, like, he lives in San Diego, but he don't live in New York. But, like, if he came to New York right now, I'd be like, I would literally drop all my plans right now and go see him. He's just pretty. He has beautiful lips. He's just a pretty face. Like, just, like, really my man. Like, (laughs) he's really my man so but he has a really small dick and and he be like he be like acting like i want you to do this to my dick and i'm like there ain't that much dick to do all that to you know what i'm saying like and i'm not trying to like i don't say that to him but like in the back of my mind i'm like when is this gonna when is he gonna realize this when is he going to realize like you have a very small dick. Why are you? Why are you talking like this? Is you know what? I, which might also be his like my attraction with him. It's like he has a small dick, but he be acting like he got a big dick. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And well, that's it. But yeah. So, girl, all I would say is find you some of the dick on the side and just. I wish you all the, the best because you did, if you found somebody that you really like and you really love and whatnot, just go with him and just find you some good old dick on the side. And if when I and the best dick, honestly, is unemployed dick. And don't listen. It's unemployed dick, but it's also don't go for the super pretty guys. Pretty people don't have to work hard during sex. Okay, don't have to work hard during sex. It, it's it, you could just lay up, eased up, you know, and just cupcake and canoodle, bitch. There ain't too much pretty people have to do. Find you someone who's semi not that pretty and unemployed, and that's gonna be the best dick you you gonna find. So find somebody like that, and then you know keep the man of your dreams, you know, at home and just hide and cheat, bitch. Hide and cheat. Unless you want to keep an open relationship, but I know niggas don't want that shit. Like, niggas be wanting, like, a whole open relationship, but when it comes to bitches, they be like, no, I don't want my bitch. They be in open... Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, you just go ahead and cheat, and yeah, good luck, and keep us posted. Alright, so, moving on to what I got beef with this week. What do I got beef with? Well, I really just got beef with this Taco Bell in Harlem. So I ordered from this Taco Bell in Harlem in, via Seamless. And I be ordering a lot. So normally, I just do the express order where I just recopy the same order. So I order a bean and cheese burrito. Boom. I order two soft tacos. Boom. I order Doritos Local Supreme. Boom. A crunch wrap. No, not a crunch wrap. The um, Gordita's Dorito Local Supreme. And a chicken quesadilla. And on the thing, you could pick as many hot sauces as you want. So I put about like 20 Diablo sauces and like 20 fire packets. It's been like three or four times where they have delivered my food with no hot sauce. One time they tried to play me and delivered it with three, three packets of mild at that. And one Diablo. So... I just need them to, and I'm not, I'm not going to take too long. I'm, it's not going to take too long, but I just need them to know, like, each bite is one taco packet. I mean, taco sauce packet. 
So I need about four to five packets of Diablo sauce per item. So I that's why I already have it already calcul calculated out. It's 20 packets of Diablo and 20 packets of fire. I already know how many packets of hot sauce I'm going to need for my meal. So when I ask for those, it's not me just, you know, putting some random ass number. It's because I have been, I have been an avid Taco Bell eater for decades. I know what to expect. I know how many hot sauce packets I need. This is, has been calculated and is scientifically true. I need 20 packets of Diablo and 20 packets of fire for what I have just ordered. Not one less. So don't bring my motherfucking food through this motherfucking door and don't have no hot sauce packets. Because you want to know what I'm going to do? You want to know what I'm going to do? You want to know what I'm going to do? You want to know what I'm going to do? You want to know what I'm going to do? You want to know what I'm going to do? Because I've done this all the time, y'all. They've done that. I get on Miss Seamless and I said, whole order incorrect. Refund me all my $50. Because it'd be $50. It'd be like 50 Let me tell you exactly how much it is, actually. Because it's really fucking wild. Let me show you how much of this shit is. Seamless, seamless, seamless. Where the seamless? Let me open up my seamless. Yeah, I'd be like, girl, it's all it's all incorrect. And they give me all my motherfucking money back. Play with me if you want to, fucking um, Taco Bell, bitch. Um, let me see, let me see, let me see. Orders. Here it is. It is... Where the receipt? $52.57. $52.57. Refund me all my shit, bitch. Play with, me, play with me if you want to. You better play with somebody else. Don't play with me. Don't play with me when it comes to my food. And don't play me like that. It's not like, it's not like y'all forgot a straw or y'all forgot some sugar or like y'all forgot, um, I don't know. Bitch, you could forget a whole fucking item bitch you could forget the whole one a taco or whatever i won't even give a fuck but how you gonna how you how you gonna how are you going to forget the hot sauce packets this big ass long ass heavy ass long ass order and you ain't got no hot sauce packets in here for me none who packaged this shit who that's okay because i'm gonna get my money back and, and and play with me again. And this and, and the thing is, it happens all the time. It don't matter if I'm using Seamless, Uber Eats, DoorDash, whatever. I order from the same one all the time. They always they don't always do it. Sometimes they get it right, but sometimes they just be the whole thing just be ain't got nothing in it. All this the all this damn food ain't no 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 sauce. All this food ain't no ain't no sauce. Count your fucking days. Count your fucking days, Taco Bell. I'm honestly, I'm really all red. And you know what's crazy? No, listen, if you're listening, hold on. If you're listening to this and you work for Taco Bell, I say this in the most nicest way possible. Don't be forgetting people's hot sauce packets for the orders. Okay, when it's the Uber Eats orders and stuff like that, don't forget it. Please don't forget it. Because we're going to come for that ass and we're going to be like, oh, everything wrong, everything missing, everything, nothing, can't, it didn't even come. Didn't even come. Give me all my money back. Thanks. But it's okay because you know what I've learned? I've learned. I've learned all my residual hot sauce packets. I keep them in the refrigerator. 
So best believe I got my money back yesterday and I still ate good because I went into that motherfucking refrigerator and, and drenched all my Taco Bell with all my residual residual hot sauce packets. And I was $52.57 back in my, my account in three to four business days. Miss thing. Try me if you want to. Don't, don't, don't do me. Don't do me. Mm-mm. I have a viral TikTok video of me literally refunding, saying my whole order was wrong on Uber Eats and getting my money back. And this was before I started doing that. The only time I do that is literally with Taco Bell. Try me if you want to, Taco Bell, in Harlem. Try me. Because I'm going to keep doing it time and time and time and time again. Until Seamless is going to be like, you know what? We're on to your schemes. And it's fine. Because then I'm going to be like, if you're not going to do it, let me talk to Amex. Because you know who will do it is Amex. Yep. That's why I pay my rent on Amex. Because if y'all motherfuckers try me, I'm going to hit up Amex and be like, um, actually, fraudulent charge. Give me my rent money back. Play me if you want to. Play with me if you want to. Why, ladies and gentlemen? Like, play with me on a lot of things. Don't play with my money and don't play with my food. Don't play with my food. <laughs> Please don't. And that is all. That's all the beef I got for this week. Moving right along. All right, so final thoughts. I ain't got none. Uh, um, I'm going to California next. Um, no, tomorrow. So I got to get off this mic. I got to um, pack. And I'm also going, catch me sometime this week. or next, I don't know when the episode comes out, but I'm going to be on the Mariah Report, which is one of my favorite podcasts. So tonight I'm going to be recording with them. Um, so be on the lookout for that episode. Um, what else? What else? What else? That's really it. Oh, also, thank you guys for listening to my music. Oh my god, I'm so wow. I really want a whole podcast. I didn't even think about my music, didn't I? I had a whole Times Square billboard. Wow. Um, okay. <laughs> well, I guess I'll talk about that next week. I'll probably forget next week. What am I talking about? But yeah, I have a new EP out. It's called SR2. So please go listen to her. Um, Thank you for everybody who's been sharing, listening to my music and stuff like that. I see y'all. Um, the streams is really starting to go up. So thank you guys so much. Um, but yeah, it was nice to have my little billboard in Times Square. Um, and then for my friend to be there and support me, which was, which was nice because it's like, I think a lot of times they'd be like, oh girl, who cares about, the things that I got going on, you know? But then it was nice, but like, you know what? No, like, that is kind of cool. Like, you know what? Like, I feel like sometimes when you get into, like, the swing of doing something consistently, you kind of don't have a moment to, like, step back. But it, I kind of stepped back for a very brief moment. I was like, wow, this is actually kind of cool. Like, I have a big-ass, like, billboard in Times Square. Just my face. Just promoting my music like uh um but yeah anyway so aside from that there ain't really nothing else to really talk about um yeah take care of yourself and each other until wait until next week take care of yourself and each other bye actually hold on hold on i do have a final thought i do have a final thought um i really want and i guess i really want to speak 
I guess really honestly speak to anyone, but really women especially, like, you have to boost yourself up. You know what I'm saying? Like, please boost yourself up, gas yourself up, like, find whatever it takes to find any sort of teeny bit of confidence and hold on to it as tight as you possibly can. Because let me tell you something, these niggas out here to break you down, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, I really did eat fucking Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really ate that bitch up. And honestly, rightfully so. <laughs> but still, like, there is definitely, I'm sure, like, a lot of, like, some of these women in the um this Playboy documentary was like, oh, you know, I felt horrible. I felt objectified. I felt this. My thighs was this. And da-da-da-da. And I wasn't pretty enough. And da 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 Just you, and do this to you, like, your friends who, like, boost them up, gas them up, give them confidence. You know what I'm saying? Because... What's going to sometimes help you in some of these situations is knowing who you are, where you come from, knowing your worth, knowing what you will and will not fall for. You know what I'm saying? But if you ain't got much to stand on or you ain't got too much confidence, like I could see how somebody could fall by the wayside and be and fall victim of a lot of this shit that's in this documentary. So, bitch, if it's anything, take some time today and tomorrow and this whole motherfucking weekend and just be like, try to build up your confidence and bitch i get it like i'd be dealing with fucking body dysmorphia too i'd be like bitch you look ugly bitch let me tell you something so there's this guy (laughs) there's this guy i'm like i've always had a crush on right so boom and i was like damn like he is just built like he's has a big ass back like he's just really big and swole not big and swole but like he has like a really great body composition i'm really like into it Ain't seen him for a few months. Ran into him. Bitch, we're the same size. We're the same size. And I was like gagged because I was like, here I am in my mind. I'm like, bitch, you're small. Like, you're too teeny. Like, you know, like, you need to get bigger. Like, you need to gain more. Like, you know, like, you're, you know, so here I am. I'm still with, I still deal with my body dysmorphia. I still feel like I'm the kid with all this acne. I'm still dealing with, like, I feel like all my insecurities, I still be, but at the same time, the minute I get that cross into my mind, I quickly try to try to switch it out. Be like, no, bitch, that's, that ain't even real. That's not it. You just ODing right now. Like, just relax. You still a bad bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, you may not be as swole as you want, bitch. You might have a couple pimples here and there, but you're still intelligent. You're still funny. And you still, you know, like, I try to run down a list of all the things that I'm really, really good at and things that, like, it sounds really weird, but sometimes to boost myself up, I'll be like, all right, well, these are things that you're really uniquely good at that nobody else can really do. This is what you really eat up, you know? So sometimes just try to do that sometimes. Like, some, it's hard to live in this society and then be bombarded with so many images and ideas of what beauty is supposed to be, what success is supposed to be. And it could really chip away at you. But you, if you can try to, every time you start to get down that road, try to pull yourself back and then try to boost yourself up. And there ain't nothing wrong with boosting somebody else up. You know what I'm saying? Like boost one of your friends up because one thing that is a threat to these niggas is confidence. Ooh, baby. Let me tell you something. 
And sometimes I had to fake my own confidence. A lot of times I had to fake my own confidence. I had to really feel like I was that girl. Like I am that girl. But like I really had to like when I didn't feel like I was that girl, I had to really fake myself like I was that girl. Because you weren't going to run me over. You wasn't about to pull. You know what I'm saying? Like you you wasn't about to like pull, not, pull nothing on me. And it's a threat. Like the girls with the confidence, the girls who be chilling, the girls who don't really get, who be unbothered, the girls who be very like, honey, that's a threat to the girls. And they be having the people shook, panicked. Okay. So I'm not saying that them girls in this documentary didn't have no confidence and whatever, but I will say like, Try, if you can, try to work on that. Try to boost yourself up. Make yourself feel good because... <clears throat> and then and then also be grounded in a way of, like, you know what it is that you want in life. You know where you come from. You know who you are. Ain't nobody going to be able to tell you shit about yourself. You know what I'm saying? You can't tell me shit about me that I don't know about myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck are you going to tell me about me? Bitch, I've been living in this body since day one. You've only known me about damn near 20 minutes. The fuck are you going to tell me about myself? You know what I'm saying? And and I'll be boo-boo the fool if you think I'm going to believe you. So just that's my that is my final thoughts for this week is a bitch with confidence is a weapon and these niggas don't like it. So do that for yourselves, for your friends, for your daughters, your coworkers. Not your enemies, because fuck them, okay? Because I know the girls will be like, oh, keep your enemies close. Bitch, I don't need my enemies close. Fuck them. Fuck all y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need y'all. I don't. Like, I don't I don't wish y'all well. You know, like, oh, I wish you well. I don't wish you well at all. Why would I wish you well? Why the fuck would I wish you well? I don't. I wish you pain, anguish, and agony. Honestly, that's really what I actually wish you. But I, what well is not one of the things I wish. Not for you. Torment. <laughs> Pain. <laughs> the bubonic plague. Something, bitch. But not well. That's not what I wish my enemies. <laughs> um. Okay, well, that is it. Until next week, take care of yourself and each other. Bye. Tú, recuerdo más de daño Porque somos extraños Que se quieren amar ah. 